0: just imagine it for one second. Put yourself in these shoes, okay? You're casually dating, you're playing the field, right? You're open about it, but that doesn't make it any less complicated. You have a date for a big concert that night, you roll in and guess who you walk right into? Another girl you're dating today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy.
1: Not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy, and this is the Certified Mama's Boy podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Uh, what a week! What a week it's been for this show. Thank you so much for all of our new people that are here checking out the show for maybe the first time. Uh, I am a tad under the weather today. Uh, I want to just be honest with you up front about that. I'm typically about twenty percent more energetic than this, so. Um, but thank you. This is a feel good podcast. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be here for a daily, like it's someone you can tune into daily and kind of catch up with your friends. That's what I want it to feel like for you. And it's done with my mom because she is just a daily dose of sunshine for you. Hi mom.
1: Hi honey.
0: So are you just not going to drink during the show anymore? Is that the, <laughs> the consensus no. I'm getting here?
1: Well, I gained two pounds <laughs> and I'm like, Oh dear. <laughs> I hadn't weighed this week and I, I went yeah. this morning. And I was like, oh no, what am I doing differently? I'm like, I'm still exercising. I'm still eating. Oh, I'm having a glass of wine every day. So maybe I should cut that out. But then you convinced me no, <laughs> that it well, was fine. It's
0: fine. I, I think that the show, and t- you can tell me if I'm wrong, has been exponentially better recently. Now, when my mom first started the podcast, I, I pitched the idea of her drinking one day a week, do like mom's happy hour, and she does the show when she's drinking, mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't like that idea, but then I you slowly started to like sneak in glasses of wine, and those episodes would be a, a little bit more entertaining and now I feel like you've set up it's, – it's like you're – I feel like though you're going to become an alcoholic now. This is what happens with a lot of performers. They just Uh-oh. can't keep up with the expectation.
1: See, I think your dad's afraid of that too. He's I like, know. you're having a glass of wine every day. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm having one glass of wine every day. Something tells me that that is not going to kill me.
0: Nancy Yancey is going to end up in rehab over the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Rehab,
1: I'll be like Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nancy oh,
0: Yancey wilds out. She can't <laughs> handle the pressure of having a semi successful <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Funny.
0: So I'm, I'm not feeling great again today, uh, but we have so much we have to cover uh, that I want to make sure that we we get all, everything in before the end of the week. And it's, it seems like this week's been a I have a whole list of things to talk about, but I'm having to push some of them back so we don't have enough time to talk about it during, during the episodes. Uh, I know that a lot of attention goes on to crime podcast nowadays. A lot of people are looking for pi- crime pro- podcast. And luckily, uh, today's episode is going to be a crime podcast centric episode. I'll insert kind of some kind of mm. dramatic music oh. here for uh. that. Yeah, we have a we have a crime that has fallen into our laps, and I feel like there's somebody listening that can help solve this. We can even say it's an unsolved mystery right now at this point. Mm. So last night I'm sitting in the bath, just taking a, a leisurely evening evening wash, and I I check my email, and I have a receipt in my inbox from um, Tilly's. Which is, in case you don't know, it is a like a um, clothing store for I wouldn't say for kids, but it's uh, I mean I I shop there. I buy a lot of shoes there. It's like a California style clothing store. Hmm. Um, and honey, excuse I, me. Yeah.
1: Should you be on your phone in the bathtub?
0: Yeah, I, I, I Apple now has made it so safe. And I think for people like me that won't want to use there. <laughs> Their phone's in the tub. Oh, um, really? This, you can actually... Your your phone now is waterproof. Really? Uh, up to so many feet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I just want to be sure... Just being your mom. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't, so, I don't use my phone in the shower.
0: Uh, you can if you want to. Uh,
1: no, thank you. Um, so, I,
0: I get this receipt and I'm like, well, that's interesting because I have not purchased anything from Tilly's in quite some time. So... Mm. I open, I, I look a little bit more at the receipt, and the receipt is made out to my name, but it's to an address in Georgia. And I'm like, mm, that's interesting. Because if you're new to the podcast, it wasn't mine. It wasn't yours. Mm. It was somebody in Canton, Georgia, which Uh-oh. I don't know. where. Where is Canton, Georgia? I don't even know where that um, is.
1: It's about uh, 20 miles from me.
0: So it's north. 20 miles, what way? Like, where is it near? Mm,
1: probably west. I don't know that with direction, but
0: yeah. Okay. So, and then I, so I'm like, this is really peculiar. And and it's, it's for two backpacks and somebody did overnight shipping on there, which obviously does not sound like me because I would opt for the free slow shipping. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and then underneath that, um, if somebody has used my telephone number, but off by one digit. Mm. So, it's like, let's just say my phone number is 123456789. Uh, it's like 123456788. 8. And I'm like, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. obviously, someone who knows a lot of information about me mm-hmm. has now used my information to buy something to have shipped over to Canton, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I. Call my I call SDCCU. It's my credit union. They block the card and all of that. Now there was no other purchases made with my card number. The only thing that my card was used for was this one purchase. But I find it oddly peculiar that it was done by somebody that had that much information about my life. You know? Yes. Like you have my name, you have my phone number off by one digit. Mm-hmm. But it's going to an address over in Georgia, which I don't even know. If, I'm surprised it didn't get flagged just even for for that alone. Do we
1: know anybody in Canton, Georgia, Mom? No. John Edwards lives near Canton, but not in Canton.
0: It's a, like a childhood friend of mine. Yeah. Could it be him? No. Could he have been waiting all these years to retaliate? And he's no. like, you know what? F it. I'm about to just go buy, buy two backpacks for something you did when he was six.
1: No way. No.
0: I, so I know that we have a lot of family members, and by that I mean podcast family members that live in Georgia. Uh, the Upside podcast has brought us a lot of people. So if there's anybody listening that may be into this mystery, um, I have an address in Canton, Georgia. And I even looked at the house. So I Googled the address, mm. and I have the address, and I tried to find out if there was like a name behind it, but I couldn't find really a name or anything else. So... The mystery is going to remain unsolved right now, but I have a feeling, a sneaking suspicion there's somebody out there hmm, who knows so, a little too much about me. Today, when they were like, do you want to go into the branch and get a new card? Do you want to mail it to you? I'm like, yeah, just mail it uh, to me. I might actually have coronavirus. I don't know. Just just send me, send me you're, a card. Oh,
1: um, we're, gonna, well, we're not going to say you have coronavirus.
0: Well, we're I don't know that, that I do. There. They make
1: me feel like oh, I well. do. So... Well, we're not putting that out in the universe. You have a virus but not coronavirus. Well we're gonna find but out in the next two new, months. My new neighbor has coronavirus. He yeah, so son. my mom just find,
0: found out that she that uh, that remember this this person's already causing so much drama in <laughs> in my family's life. Um, she has a new neighbor and the neighbor bought this lot this tiny little lot in between um my parents bought the house expecting no one would ever buy this lot they priced it like three hundred fifty thousand dollars for this tiny little lot and so my parents were under the expectation no one's ever gonna buy this lot like it wouldn't make any sense to them this guy comes in he buys it and now he's gonna cut down most of the trees over there which backs up like right to their dining area my mom's office and now what'd you find out today and how did you
1: even find this out so he posted on Facebook that he had. Well, you already day Facebook nine. friends with him? Like, why? Are, why are you Facebook
0: sorry. friends with him?
1: Because he's a nice guy. Is wrong <laughs> you just with his friend guy? Him on Facebook. No, okay. he, All uh, right. he friend requested us. I think actually, oh, okay. I think Jim. I think Jim requested him as a friend, yeah, and then I'm sure. I friended his wife, and then he he sent me a friend request. And he's a really nice guy. He really is. And we are hopeful they are going to be great neighbors. But on his Facebook today, Jim discovers that he's saying day nine of corona. And Jim (laughs) was down on the dock with him measuring the distance between the two docks like 10 days ago. So, of course, he had to call him and say, okay, let's talk about the timing. You know when we down there because Jim did not have on his mask, thinking that they would not be close, and they decided that it was the day that he actually started feeling bad. But Lord. he said, "But he said no worries." They they exchanged a um, a tape measure. He said, "But no worries because ultraviolet light kills corona, so the tape should have been okay because it was out in the sun."
0: That's not true.
1: I <laughs> that, know that's, that's a made-up fact. This true. neighbor is
0: concerning me. This neighbor is already bringing a lot of <laughs> a lot of issues. Um, my dad, by the way, maybe we should bring him on next week to talk about this. My dad is the king of unnecessarily like adding people on Facebook and on um, LinkedIn. <laughs>
1: mm. My dad
0: caused so much drama one time because my sister was dating a guy, <clears throat> and he decided to look him up mm-hmm. on. LinkedIn and on LinkedIn, did he add him on LinkedIn or did it just show that he was looking? Because on LinkedIn, it will like show. I think he may have added him, didn't he? On no,
1: no, you can see who's looking at your profile. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: (laughs) busted. Yeah,
0: yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Well,
1: very upset.
0: Y'all got to be safe, man. Y'all got to be safe. I don't trust anybody out there in this world. You know, I don't trust anybody. You
1: that Jim is not too excited about my new Facebook friend.
0: So, if you didn't join yesterday's show. We found out that there is a uh, a mystery person that has now DM my mom saying things like, "Oh, are you single?" and and things like that. Uh, that has a mutual friend with another woman that she <laughs> knows, and his profile is all about God. and It doesn't look like I mean, on the profile picture. Usually, when I get catfish accounts, it's these like beautiful Russian looking women and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 never. Like it, this would not be a, a person that would look like a catfish. You wouldn't use this as no. a you know. No, he um, looks
1: like a good old boy.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. just a typical old white man. But there's also a couple of things about the account that look pretty suspicious too. So let's let's catch up because I said, hey, why don't you just send him back a message? and see if we can kind of feel like, is this some type of Nigerian catfish or is this maybe a real, a legit situation?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So at 9.06 this morning, I wrote back and said, not single, (laughs) exclamation point. And at 12.19, he writes back, okay, thank you for letting me know. I'm sure you've heard of the record-breaking trends in binary options and forex and cryptocurrency. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (sighs) Excuse me? Oh, man.
2: Really? Yeah. No. Yeah?
1: No. Mm. So I am just going to defriend him.
0: Like, imagine... (laughs) Imagine that just being a normal, like coming up in normal conversation. When's the last time you (laughs) talked to your friends about Kuro, you know, Kuro Kuro cryptancy (laughs) and stuff like that? Like, you don't, that's not,
1: yeah, cryptocurrency. You don't, you don't
0: have those.
1: I mean, of the three, that's the only one I knew anything about because that's Bitcoin, right? (laughs) I mean, no, I looked it up though to see what it was. So. Anyway, but no, I I don't know anything about that, nor do I need to know anything about that, nor do I care (laughs) to know anything about that. So
2: he he is (laughs) off
1: my friend list because Jim says, and of course, Jim didn't know this until we were listening to the podcast this morning. He said, why would you accept him as a friend? And I said, well, mm. I had a friend in common. I accept anybody that has a friend in common. He really just wanted to, he wanted to sell me some bitcoins. I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, not, your, not your soulmate coming through on Facebook. I wonder if anyone, that's actually a solid question of like, anybody meet their significant other on Facebook because – Instagram's a little bit different because you can see people that aren't private. I feel like, but Facebook's a pretty, like you kind of have to know somebody to know somebody kind of, uh, you know, um,
1: you have to have some uh, sort of
0: connection, some connection, right. With, with Instagram it's a little bit different. It's a kind of a free for all, but if you met your significant other on Facebook, I'd be really curious of how, how often that actually happens. If you want to call us eight, 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 Kramer 8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. 8. I think that'd be uh, that'd be interesting to hear. All right. You got a quote for today for us
1: to end up the, end of the week? So this is another quote from the wonderful representative John Lewis. It says, you have to grow. It's just not something that is natural. You have to be taught the way of peace, the way of love, the way of nonviolence. And in the religious sense, in the moral sense, you can say in the bosom of every human being, there is a spark of the divine. That's very similar to yesterday's, I know. But I really Mm -hmm. do love that. That in the bosom of every human being, there is a spark of the divine. And that we have to be taught the way of peace and the way of love and the way of nonviolence. And how do we learn those things? How do we learn about nonviolence and ways of peace and ways of love? and I, I think that's naturally what's in us.
0: Yes. I don't think that we're, we have to learn that. I think we have to unlearn hate is the problem. Mm. I think that we are so taught that we are so different in so many different ways. That we, uh, by the time you're you're kicked out of the, out of the nest, you're so you feel like you're so divided from everybody else that you feel like you're, you know, better or worse, or you need this or you need that, or you're you have less or you have more, or you're this color, you're that color, you're that. It's like we we segregate ourselves in so many different ways that. Uh, when it really comes down, you you don't see kids coming out of the womb being you know feeling any kind of certain way about anything other than right. just happy or sad in That's that actual right. moment, right?
1: So it's about getting back to your original self,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: the human that you were born to be, that has the divine spark within you.
0: I question that all the time. Like, if I were to become a parent, how could I do it to where I would screw my child up in the mm. least amount of ways? Mm. And I, <laughs> I, I think it, the world we live in it makes that really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no matter what, you're going to screw your kids up. I, I say my mom being too nice screwed me up in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but let I
1: you, let me tell you about that though. Okay. Because- let me just talk about that for one minute, okay? I've finished my glass of wine now, so I'm ready to okay. talk about that. <laughs> okay. okay, so when your dad and I were listening to the podcast and we were hearing from Holly and Miguel, right? And she said, I was so excited because Miss Nancy was coming because I knew then Kramer was going to be nice and then she walked in and he said, mom, I'm busy right now. You know? And she was like, Oh, right. Oh. And I said, Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to disturb you, whatever. Okay. So here's the thing. And this is not the healthy (laughs) way.
0: Bottom of the wine glass. Here's, here's the thing. (laughs) I think we should have a segment called. So here's the thing. That's when you're at the bottom of the, the, when you're done with your glass of wine. So here's mm -hmm. the thing.
1: So here's the thing, okay? And this is not how I would advise raising your children or rearing your children, as some would say. Um, it's that you need to agree how to co-parent. And Jim and I really did not agree about that. So he was very hard on you guys. He was a disciplinarian. And I thought that he was too rough. And so I compensated by being too kind. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You were there, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you were definitely the nicer one of the two, for sure.
1: Right. And who was a disciplinarian?
0: Him. Yeah, you rarely disciplined me. I can't think of many times. You watched my mouth out with soap a couple of times. That's all I can remember.
1: Right. So, And in my mind, I knew or I felt that he was too harsh with you all. So mm-hmm. I overcompensated by being too kind. Mm-hmm. So parents, here's the thing. Talk to your spouse, your partner, whoever you're rearing your children with and agree on how they are to be disciplined. So I mean, do you that- think
0: that both pa- parents should be good cop and bad cop?
1: Well, I think I think if I could go back and do it again, I think I would be yes. Yes, so that mm-hmm. one doesn't have to carry the burden. I mean, in therapy, you know, Jim and I discovered that was a real burden for him, right? To be the bad cop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it and it came naturally to me to be the good cop, right? Sure.
0: Well, it's all, everybody wants to be the good cop,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. Like,
0: that's uh, and he was that's gone. the fun side.
1: You know, he was traveling four to five days out of the week, and I was there,
0: right. Um,
1: so, oh, yeah so sorry Chris sorry sweetie just go well, here
0: <laughs> no I I just my point is is like I I don't know there is a right way to raise your kid but I think the more you can keep them in the grounds of just love
1: yes for yes for
0: everything and anything and yeah. You know, and the world is so hard because we haven't built the society based on that, right? So, um, yeah, I think the more you can—I don't—you're talking to a 37-year-old that has no kids, so I don't, I don't know. And what I'm it
1: about, was a but. different world that you all were raised in. Sure, I mean, it's sure. very, it's very different. Uh, 37 years ago. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, yeah, parenting is a challenge,
2: but I just. Bet.
1: Do everything. Do everything you do in love. Yeah. If you can do everything you do in love, then every relationship is perfect. Mm hmm. It's very true. You can live up to that, Mother Teresa. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah or his dad calls her, what is he called woman woman Teresa? <laughs> Lady him. Teresa.
1: Lady Teresa. So your mom uh, over here Lady Teresa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, family. Interesting family I have.
1: Hello, um, honey Okay,
0: well, um that's it. Oh we should do our whoop whoops. I'll tell you we'll
1: we'll um I
0: guess we'll go ahead and do them now.
1: We should
0: um, do at least four or five. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I got the energy in me. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: They're important
0: uh, we, to us. We do. No, we we appreciate you so much. I mean, I think it's the highlight of the show because it's us just showing our gratitude. And and hopefully, by you listening to this part, you even can show a little gratitude to these people because if, if, you, if you're not a certified fan, then you know that these are the people that are literally keeping the lights on, um, and figuratively and actually. Uh, so... Uh, Thank you. What we do is these are certified fans are people that have paid uh, five that that chip in $5 a month that uh, keep this podcast going. And in turn, I like to give my new people a whoop whoop. We've had so many that have come in over the last couple of days. So welcome. We're glad to have you guys. I know it's just for the the drama of part two of the uh, Margarita Fest episode. Don't forget that drops for everybody on Monday. So the next episode will be that that episode. It's actually locked in ready to go already. So, a uh, very warm hello to our friend Yasmin G over in Lemon Grove. Whoop, whoop. And Julie G in, oh, Julie, where are you from? You're in Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. Where uh, in the world? I don't know. Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. That's so cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Let us know where you
0: are. Yeah, I don't know where that is, but give her a whoop, whoop, mom. She deserves whoop, that in North whoop, whoop. Carolina. That's cool. How, I wonder how you found us, too, Julie, because that's, um, that's you know, I know we have a lot of family in uh, California and Phoenix and Florida and Georgia, but I don't know we have a lot of people in North Carolina, so that's cool. Uh, Angelica R. from Escondido here in, in uh, San Diego. Whoop, whoop. And Michelle P. from Escondido. Whoop. No, Michelle she's a sweet girl Mm -hmm. and uh Megan E from Chula Vista gave us a a one-year donation so thank you for that Megan whoop whoop and thank you for your
1: confidence
0: yeah right yeah (laughs) (laughs) no pressure now I gotta keep this podcast going for at least a year
1: that's right you owe Um, it to
0: her no I gotta do a refund (laughs) if not so Uh thank you to all of the of the certified fans and we'd love to have you as part of our family. So if you want to get, you know, you instantly get access to the Margarita Fest part two episode and you get five dollars off in the merch store. So just text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to my phone number, which is eight 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 Kramer eight, eight 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 K R A M E R eight.
1: And you join our certified mama's boy fan page yep. on Facebook.
0: It's a lot of a lot of perks that come with it. So thank you so okay. much for for doing it. Um, before the week wraps up, I my mom was like, "Make sure you remind them it's the last day to vote for the the podcast magazine." I always feel weird asking for people to vote for this show, mm-hmm. uh, but my mom doesn't, so I'll let you do the pitch no, today, Mom.
1: I don't mind at all because we are working really hard to. Make this show successful. So if you believe in us and you want to hear more of us, then go on Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 mm-hmm. Podcast and sign up for Certified Mama's Boy. Vote yep, it, for us.
0: It takes literally just a couple of seconds. And it does. I mean, honestly, it looks makes our podcast actually look legit. Uh, even though we're just janky, so um, and one day if we ever want to go from janky to legit, then we're gonna have to start doing stuff like this. So uh, it takes just a couple of seconds. There's a, a link in the show notes, or if you just go on Google and type in podcast magazine Hot 50, you'll go right to the page too. And um, yeah, it ends, I think today. So get that vote in. If you're listening to this podcast, even if you're like, oh, I missed the deadline, we, we can always use next month too. So just whenever you're hearing this, go ahead and vote because that'd be really that'd be really good. I think you
1: can vote more than once.
0: Okay, Well, we'll we'll find out. So if you get banned or we get blacklisted for you <laughs> voting too many times, then I know. Then we'll know, know. that you could not do that.
1: I, I'm not the only one voting.
0: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I voted I voted for us, so I'll I'll give us I give us credit. I, I support our, our little show too. <laughs> Good. Uh, all right. So I, I, uh, we're, we're, I got to wrap this up for today. Um, I get my, in real time today is Thursday and we're recording this and Friday when it releases, I'll get my coronavirus test this afternoon at three 50, I think. So to mm-hmm. today when you're hearing this, I'll be getting the test. So I don't know when I'll get the results, but thank you for everybody that reached out. I should say that there's a lot of you guys that reached yeah. out after yesterday's episode with your concerns and um, mm-hmm. I, 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 do I think I have coronavirus? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know what to believe in this crazy world that we're living in, called 2020. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I just know that I optimistically posted that 2020 was going to be my my best year yet. So, um, I apologize <laughs> for that. But um, <laughs> other than that, I don't know what's what's going on in the world. Thank you so much, Mom. I think that's good. That's a uh, wraps us up for this week. So thank you for everything. I love you so much.
1: Okay, be well, honey. Love you forever. And when we get back,
0: uh, it's I always keep saying it's our last dating disaster, but really it's probably our last dating disaster. What happens when you're dating two girls and they run into each other? And you're there. That's next.
2: Kramer. It's Christine from Phoenix. So regarding the... Guy texting his coworker and whether or not that was a moral conundrum, I will speak from personal experience. the answer is yes, so you don't want to do that and I had a guy friend that we would text back and forth back back and forth and back and forth, and it was no big deal, it was nothing inappropriate. and we were friends and one day, it just flipped. He just said, "You know, I have a crush." on a married woman and I don't know what to do about it. And he was talking about me and I had no idea that that was the case. And it just blew everything up. So yes, men and women can absolutely be friends. And my husband knew about this guy, but, you know, the thing is, you just have to be very conscious about the energy that you put into text messages like that and the energy that you get out of it, uh, because a texty, flirty thing without your spouse being aware is just going down a really, really, really bad path. Okay, not you forever.
0: Yeah, I keep saying uh, that dating disasters is going to get replaced because I... I feel like I keep running out of disastrous stories to tell, and then something pops in my head. I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't told that story yet. And I'm honestly not quite sure what to replace it with yet. Um, I have thought of a few more stories. So I, I last week, I threw out the idea of doing the Awesome Moms, and I got such mixed reviews from you guys. Some people are like, yay, I love it. And then others of you were like, don't make this podcast too soft. I don't want to listen to something that's going to be all happy all the time. So... Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to end up, excuse me, end up doing with, with this, uh, this segment, but we will see, we will see. So let's talk about what happens when you're dating multiple people. And usually if you are stealthy about it, because again, nothing that I was doing was behind anybody's back, but that still doesn't mean you don't have to be stealthy about what you do. Right. For example, you like, let's just say, I know that. One girl, hypothetically, is a bartender. I'm not obviously going to take a date to that bar that she works because that would just be dumb. You have to really think through these kind of things. Well, this happened towards the end of last year. So remember during this time period, I'm casually dating because I am trying to figure out um, I, I don't want to call it the toxic situation that was before in case you're new to the podcast. I'd started dating somebody kind of low key shortly after my marriage and it wasn't the timing just was wrong for both of us, but we both had this instant chemistry with each other, which can be a blessing and a curse depending on how it all plays out. Right. So, um, I am, uh, just keeping everything as casual as possible, which as you've seen now has caused so much drama over the last few dating disaster stories. Uh, So I had actually made plans to go to this concert. It was Lizzo, if that makes any difference um, with, uh, I don't want to, what should we call her now? We're going to give her because uh, toxic, this girl was there for me. Keep in mind, I'm going through this deep, dark depression because I've taken the Molly now and I'm in bed and like, she's, Really, I don't know how I would have made it through that time period without her. So to call her like the toxic situation, just I don't think gives her enough credit. So let's uh, let's just call her um, the first girl. Okay, is that fair? Like the first girl, the first woman, because she was like the first woman I dated outside of, you know, after I was uh, divorced. So I would split things with the the first girl. And we were still trying, like, I still was, the feelings were still there. So I was trying to figure out, like, should we be together? She was kind of getting her shit together. So we were just kind of dabbling. We had plans to go, but I think something had happened earlier, a few weeks before. So we were were in that, like, not talking phase. You know how that goes? You've been in one of those situations before. like, well, we're not talking right now. But then a month goes by and you're talking again. In the meantime, I had invited, we'll call her girl B, to go to the concert uh and so it is uh, the night before the concert, okay? Put this timeline in your head. It's the night before the concert and the first girl reaches out to me and she goes, "Hey, I'm in a really freaking awkward spot because my friends know that I'm going through a hard time and I walked into work today and they surprised me with tickets to go to the freaking Lizzo concert." but I know that you're going to go tomorrow and I'm sure that you already have another date and I'm like, Oh God, now this is awkward because I definitely don't want the first girl to see me with girl B. So I, I I explained to her, I'm like, listen, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I am taking another date. I don't want that to cause any kind of drama. So I think that we need as adults to decide right now, uh, are you going to go or am I going to go? Because I will cancel if I have to, because I just don't want to deal with that awkwardness. And the amphitheater that was at was the, um, uh, the one over at SDSU, right? It's the open air theater over there. So it's not big. Uh, I don't know how, it's a couple thousand people. It's not like it's an arena. So there's a chance that you could run into somebody else, right? So I'm just like, hey, let's be adults about this. Uh, The way that my ex-wife should have done, let's just be adults about this, and I don't want to be at the same place at the same time. If we can avoid that awkwardness, let's just do it. So if you're going to go, just tell me. She goes, yeah, you know, I I definitely won't want to run into you, and I know that you already have plans, and so I'm just, I'm not going to go, and I'm like, okay, all right, so then that was the end of it. Fast forward, it's the next day, okay, and it is 5.24 in the afternoon, something like that. I have plans now with girl B to meet her for for dinner before the concert. We had a meet and greet, I think it was at seven. So we're gonna meet her at 5:30 for dinner. If it's not damn 524, and I get a text from girl, the first girl, and she's like, hey, so I've been thinking about it, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the concert tonight. Now by this time, I'm not even looking at my phone anymore, right? Because I'm, like, walking into dinner. So I didn't, I don't, and I'm not one of those people that uses their phone when I'm around people. So I'm, like, I'm not even knowing this is going on. I didn't know that she had just changed the plans on on going to the concert. Or I still probably would have canceled to avoid any kind of awkwardness that was about to happen in that situation. So I'm having dinner, right? And I am sure it's probably 630 I check in with the world. I look at my phone, and I see this text message. Now, keep in mind, I'm already at dinner with girl B. And I now have this text message from the first girl that says, I'm going to be at the concert tonight. And then, obviously, my stomach just drops because, like, what am I going to do, right? I mean, all I can do now is just pray for the best. But I am a, I'm literally a nervous wreck at this point because I just don't want any kind of uncomfortability. So... We hop in an Uber, we drive over to the concert, we get there, and I'm like looking left and right. Like I don't even, I don't even know, I'm just like a nervous wreck. But here's what I do know is that I've got record label tickets, which they usually give you pretty good seats, and I'm not expecting, I didn't know exactly where we are going to be, but I assumed we'd be closer to the front, and I I didn't know that, I didn't think because she had said that her and a bunch of girlfriends were going to go, I didn't expect think they were going to get these, you know, upfront seats. So I'm like, there's, there's still a good chance that like, it's not going to happen. So we walk in and we go to the meet and greet and we're done. I'm like looking around. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like, is that her? Is that her? Like everywhere. I'm just looking. I'm like, I'm just probably sweating profusely. Cause I just don't know who I'm about to run into or what. And I remember that because during the meet and greet, you're there with a bunch of radio station people, right? And other stations, and even from my station to get your picture and whatever. And uh, as we're walking out of the meet and greet, we walk back up to the top of the arena, and they're all like, let's go get some beers. And I don't drink. And so I'm like, whatever, let's just stand around. And the line for the beers is like super long. And so I'm just like, still just going to hang out with them, though. And I've, you know, got girl B with me, and, um, I'll be damned if we're not standing in that line, not able to go anywhere. Okay. And I look over to my right and there's the first girl just standing there, maybe 10 feet away from me. And I'm like, what are the freaking chances that you're right there? And there's still thousands of people here. Like, then you're right there. And she's just standing there. I'm standing. There's nowhere to go. So I'm like, huh. And I grab girl B and I'm like, all right, we let's just let's just go to our seats. Let's just go to our seats. I know like once we're down in our seats, I feel a lot better about it. I'm assuming she doesn't have good seats. So it's fine. Uh we get down there and I'm finally like, okay, we can breathe a little bit. I uh I start to relax a little bit. I can enjoy the concert. We're dancing, we're having a good time, and I don't think much of it. And I, I don't stay terribly late in concerts because I have to get up so early typically or I had to get up so early. So uh, we stayed for probably 70% of the show and then boop, we're gone. And I'm like, whoo, okay. I have avoided all possible conflict. Like, I don't know how I, I got out of that situation, but I did. So I go home and you know, good night, good night, okay, cool, I mean. I get on Instagram, and I'm looking at the first girl's Instagram, and I'm like, her seats look really close, like freakishly close. And I try not to panic, but I'm like, that's really, that's like too close for comfort. Uh, and so the next day, I get a text From her and I don't I don't remember like how I I don't know if I reached out to her she reached out to me I'm talking about the first girl now and she's like I got to be honest with you I literally saw everything last night I saw you guys dancing I saw you holding hands I saw you kissing I saw everything y'all let me tell you what happened so she she had seats that were as I assume were not great and she bought them through some ticket broker or her her girlfriend whoever did bought them through a ticket broker. Well, the ticket broker screwed up and so had actually sold those seats to somebody else. The ticket broker had to give them upgraded seats to go sit literally in the same row that I was in, but it's in this like curved amphitheater. So she's sitting on the other side, but you can literally just look to your right and you can make like a direct eye contact (laughs) with the way she was in the same row as us like, she said she was just could li- just look over. She was like peripherals, and see everything. Oh God, that's just like the universe, though, right? Like that's just talk about all the weird stuff that happened last year. That's just one small. I mean, that that may have been someone's like worst moment of 2019. I was nowhere near one of my worst moments, but I can't imagine how uncomfortable that was for her. You know, to see a guy that you you like and you definitely have feelings for but you're not sure if it's ever gonna work and he's over there like dancing and kissing somebody else and I would never want to put her in that spot that's why I would, just would have not gone and then I felt girl, bad for girl B because she had no idea this was going on and I, I uh, uh, never in my other casual dating quote unquote life did I have to deal with running into somebody else but I tell you do it once and it will never happen again oh my god okay let's do some good news and then we'll be done for this week and i promise you i'm gonna rest a lot this weekend and have some great episodes for you uh next week hanes you know they make t-shirts and underwear and all that kind of stuff uh they're not only encouraging americans to wear their masks with their hashtag mask campaign, they're also donating one million coverings to homeless communities across the country to help protect them and others from the spread of COVID-19. They usually partner up with these uh, nonprofit organizations during their annual sock drive. But now they're giving a special emphasis to COVID-19 and homelessness hotspots like uh, L.A. and Miami and Houston. They're going to distribute to groups like Invisible People. It's a homelessness advocacy group here in America. The founder of Invisible People say equipping homeless people with masks allows them to enter essential businesses with mask requirements, like grocery stores, which they would otherwise not have access to. It's hard to conceptualize homelessness for those that are lucky enough to not have to worry about access to bathrooms and basic needs like food and water. But the impact is substantial. I, mean, I don't. I didn't think about that. You know, it's not really in my spectrum. A lot. Any. Probably, I would say most people in this uh, this podcast listening family don't have never had to experience homelessness. And not a lot of great news comes out of Afghanistan. Like I say the word Afghanistan and the good news, you're probably not going to hear that very often. But we got to give these girls some shout out. There is a, a team of seven girl high school girls that have a robotics team. They invented a new inexpensive ventilator model that will help thousands of COVID-19 patients in their homelands where there is a lack of such machines in hospitals. These young girls finished a design. is an open-source mobile ventilator that costs as little as $700. Now, that's in comparison to ventilators here that cost about $20,000. And these new lightweight machines that they invented can actually be powered by batteries that can run for 10 hours. These seven girls, all high schoolers again, were among a steam company because their design was partially based on an MIT blueprint. And they received some support and guidance from robotics experts over at Harvard. As you know, the coronavirus has become a global crisis today. And people around the world are looking for ways to eradicate it. Most patients with coronavirus die because they cannot breathe. That's
2: why we decided to build a ventilator in Afghanistan, because the number of these machines is low in Afghanistan and other countries. We hope that by building this machine, we will be able to
1: use
0: it in hospitals. And these girls are super cool because they've done, uh, it's the Afghan girls robotic team. You should do some Googling. They actually, they're, they got denied from this original idea they had, which was turning dirty water, sorting dirty, dirty water from clean water. They weren't going to let that stop them, so they've built a couple of different, just really notable things, but this latest idea is just uh, it could be life-changing, especially in Afghanistan, right, where resources are low, so uh, yay, girls! Go, girl! Girl power! I think it's great, man. That's, uh, especially in a country where that's not promoted. To have seven high school women be able to pull that off is, like, really cool. Typically, here at the end of the show, we do a Made Me Think or Made Me Laugh, and I... Uh, I got to be honest with you, it's 8.53 at night, and I'm a little not great. (laughs) So uh, I don't want to stress myself out over finding just the right clip and make it just funny and uh, spend another 30 minutes looking. I I spent a little bit of time, but I'm sweating. So I'm going to go to bed. We're going to come back next week, and things are going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. I really appreciate you sticking with me through this week. If you're new to the podcast, I'm usually a little more chipper. Uh, It's just I don't know what's going on with my clamminess right now. So. I appreciate you. I do. You know, certified fans, thank you so much for everything. And we'd love for you to join the certified fans program. Text the word fans, F A N S, to 888 Kramer 8. I've got a baby onesie I think you're going to love. I've got a hooded sweatshirt I think you're going to love. Text the word merch, M E R C H, to 888 Kramer 8. Your phone's going to auto correct it to mercy. I can't tell you how many texts I get that say mercy on them, and I'm assuming it means merch. So uh, text the word merch, 888 Kramer 8. No matter what, have a great weekend i'll see you back here for a a fantastic week with part two of the saga which is margarita fest monday love you bye
1: okay that's it for today thanks for listening to my son's podcast certified mama's boy be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends love you forever